Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, friends behind the binary, it's time for the podcaster who's here to start a sleep wave, uh, because like, because uh, there's other waves, you know, H-E-A-T waves, uh, maybe you're having one of those, maybe not, uh, other, you know, people do the wave, uh, I'm waving at you, I did an episode about that once. But patrons, you're the ones that kick off the sleep wave. Couldn't do without you. Thank you so much. And let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, kind of physical sensations, so things on your mind maybe, things you're feeling, uh, things physically that are coming up for you, or it could be something else, you know, location, changes in schedule, uh, travel, moving, wet, whatever it is, uh, I'm here to help you. I don't want to point out too many things. But I want you to know it's normal not being able to fall asleep. Uh, and uh, that there's a lot of other people listening that, you know, uh, I guess, I see, this is where I'm like, could I, be, I don't want to be too specific, but I want you to know you're not alone. I guess that's my main message. They kind of uh, mishandled it there. Uh, but that's what I do is uh, mind racing trouble. Did I say that part trouble getting sleep? What I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, oh, the thoughts, the feelings, physical sensations. Uh, yeah, so I got this safe place here set aside. Plenty of space. Room for you. Here's the thing. Now, this is not patented yet because uh, it's all imaginary. Uh, or it's a mood, you know, I don't know when people say it's a mood, uh, I think this is what I'm going for is, uh, this is the only safe place that has, it's, it's, it's a self place. It's a greed. It's glad to see you. And it, 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 uh, I don't know. It exudes that we, I mean, I'm working on the science behind that. And I say, well, how do you infuse a uh, glad to see you into a safe place? And once again, they said, sir, this is a, a large halogen particle collider or something. How'd you even get back here? And what is it? And I said, well, this is, uh, this is a memory foam. I'm trying to get a, a I said, do, I, I, I picked up some particle. Well, they're actually just smiley face erasers. And I'd like to run these through the particle collider and collide them with this memory foam. And, uh, See if I can. Inf- I'm working on this. Uh, let me tell you about this. Uh, scientists grab a seat. Oh no, we're technicians, sir, and uh, also we work here. You know, monitoring who's coming in and out, and you're not on any lists, uh, and you have no clearance. Oh, great. Well, I'm so glad you want to hear what I have to say. So my idea is, uh, gather around, gather around. I see more people coming in. Come on in. Could I just tell you this might be my favorite particle collider? Is it a halogen or halogen? Anyway, this is my large or small. This is the best particle collider. Oh, accelerator or accelerator. I mean, accelerator collider. You do it all here. Holy cow. This is beautiful. It's even better than the one on Into the Spider-Verse. And I don't even know what that one was either. That was fictional, though. This one is amazing. My, what you've done with this space. Anyway, what I was saying is I'm trying to create a safe place infused with a welcoming energy. I guess that's what I really meant. Uh, where you, when you go in, you feel like uh, there's like the essence of smiley erasers smiling at you, but like a real human smile. Oh, what am I talking about? You're right. I'm at the beginning of the intro of my podcast. Might as well pitch all of you. Do you think I could sit in one of those carts, uh, like uh, with the steering wheel? And make me feel more official before I realize I won't be, you know, don't worry. This isn't my first particle collider I've snuck into. 
I'm surprised you don't have my picture on the doorway. Though I did wear this uh, this Marco Marco face, whatever that thing's called. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think it was Groucho Marx. I just called him Marco Marco by accident. Silly me. But I was just about to tell the listeners of the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm trying to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, and what I'm going to do, or on the show, what I do, and what I'll do in this collider situation here is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents. Uh, the uh, What else? Superfluous tangents, uh, uh, rep- repetitive Gummy brain. I have a gummy. Do, do, does this collider do anything for gummy brains? Oh, it would. Well, I wouldn't mind having gummy brains. It would be probably an improvement in my situation. Thanks. Uh, in, thanks. You're an engineer, right? Got it. Uh, where was I? I was lost. Uh, oh, so I'm going to send my. I'm here to keep you company as you fall asleep. I guess that's my main message. And if you're new, let me tell you a couple other things about the show. Maybe every, I don't know anybody here who listened to the pot. Oh, a couple of you do. Great. Uh, that's why you're all giggling. Oh, you just have the giggles. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you'll have uh, the mildest case of giggles. Your giggles will be so mild, uh, you won't even giggle. You'll say, it was like I almost giggled. When I listen to Sleep With Me, I almost giggle. So, okay, so we're, so, uh, oh, if you're new, here's a couple of things about the show to know. Don't take me seriously. This is a bunch of nonsense. You're right. Whatever part of your brain was saying that, or you, whichever representative you're saying, this is nonsense. Yeah, I'll be finished. But it is a little bit goofy. And the best method, if you're new, is to kind of listen to it. Half listen, quarter listen. Give me an eighth of your listening and then drop it down to a 16th and then a 32nd. Or just let me drift in one ear and out the other. Like the sound of my voice droning across this great collider. The great, you know what, where does a collider go when you shut it down? Does it go to the great collider in the sky? Anyone here at night get down and talk to the great collider in the sky? Because, I mean, there's a, there was a big bang, right? Something had to start it. You're taking notes. You're right. You're on to something. I, I may be on to something. Okay, so when I was a kid, I thought they were just bowling up there. I didn't realize they were colliding particles. Uh, they're not. Okay, well, okay, so if you're new, don't take me seriously. That's one thing. But if you're skeptical, here's the thing. I'm here to keep you company and to take your mind off stuff. So kind of see how it goes. Most regular listeners say it takes two or three tries to get used to the show. Uh, Structurally, the way the podcast works is it starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody instead of behind, like, as part of a paid app or something like that. So that's cool. And thanks, everybody, that does helps with that. Then... There's an intro. The intros are around, that's what we're in now. Usually they're about 12 to 18 minutes or so, where I kind of start to explain what the podcast is in the first two or three minutes. Then I go off topic. Uh, Sometimes I go as far afield as the greatest uh, collider and accelerator. Oh, you don't do any colliding here. Well, I, I have trouble believing that. Are you sure you're not just quibbling over verbiage? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah I, may, I know I may be wrong. I may be right. Uh, uh, so uh, what, now you distract, sir, you distracted me. You just explained me right out of an intro. Oh, so the intro, oh, but it, that's what it was explaining. Is the intro is kind of a long, winding explanation of the podcast. Uh, but it's not like a false start. It's a long, drawn-out start that some listeners, that helps you, like, wind down. Or some listeners fall asleep. A small percentage of listeners skip ahead to like 18 or 20 minutes. So as you start to listen, you might say, well, I might be the kind of person that starts the intro as I'm getting ready for bed. Or I might be the kind of, I prefer listening when I'm in bed. So kind of just see how it goes. I mean, there's people that listen when they wake up or as they're drinking their coffee or at work so you could, or in the bathtub even. 
Do you have any bath? Have you ever placed a bathtub in in this uh, accelerator? What about an accelerated bathtub? Have any has anyone tried that? Even Kohler or whatever. What would it do? It would be a bathtub that's accelerating. Uh, obviously, it don't doesn't that sound? Can you imagine how bubbles feel when you're accelerating? We'll just okay. We can't do it right now, but we'll put a parachute on it. That'll be right. I'll, I'm I'll volunteer. Yeah, you just put a parachute on the back of it. Okay, you keep taking notes. So that's the intro. It's like an introduction that never goes anywhere, but it kind of goes somewhere. It just goes on its own little journey and then comes back around. Then there's some business because uh, that's just how podcasts work. Uh, and then there's uh, the story. Tonight will be our ongoing episodically modular series, uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Any math fans here in the the great uh, Accelerator Collider or whatever name you're renaming it because so you don't want to use Collider? Is there any uh, is there any like large scale refractors? Yeah, see there you go, another free idea for all of you, uh, at least for funding. It might not do anything. Oh, it refract. Uh, yep, obviously. Uh, so th- there'll be a story. And that's like right around 45 minutes or so. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. And then I think I said you don't need to listen to me. Also, there's no pressure to fall asleep. The podcast is about an hour. And the reason it's about an hour is uh, so you have plenty of time to drift off. You fall asleep when you fall asleep, right? I'm, I'm going to be here keeping you company till you do. Uh, but... Uh, if you can't sleep, if you're like a percentage, like it just happens to be tonight, you can't sleep or you're, uh, you can't sleep. I'm here till the very end to keep you company. Uh, Cause I believe not only do you deserve a good night's sleep, you deserve comfort in the deep, dark night. So that's it. I mean, that's about, thanks for this. I didn't actually get a tour of this, uh, this facility, uh, but I would love to, if you, it, I mean, I don't know, you know, some places give people keys to the city what about giving someone a key to key to the collider? I mean, that even is like almost alliterative, uh, a collider key. Well, it wouldn't have to work. Usually they're only symbolic. Uh, but if you had one that worked, a key to the collider or a collider key or both, I'll take one of each. And, and I'll even mention, you know, I'll not mention the name of this facility. Like I'll just accidentally mix it up with Hilarion or whatever the heck uh, you know, I'll get it wrong. Uh, no, I can't sign any. I can't sign any. I was never here, believe it or not. You know, I'm walking on in the midst of my imagination. That's how I got here. A meander, my, my meander mind. Yep, you could write that down too. Go ahead, uh, but you put it put it on the briefing. Believe me, they've seen enough. Uh, they're, they're going to tell you to get in line. You don't know how many uh, of the barons. If you ever cross the dairy barons or the candy barons, uh, you'll be way down on the list. I'm just giving, being honest with you. So it'd just be easier if you gave me that collider key. Uh, can you imagine that? I say, you say, hey, what, uh, like, uh, what do you, what do you got? Uh, you say, wait, Craig, tell me about yourself. Well, I have a collider key and a key to the collider. So I got that, that's, it does sound a little bit, yeah, I got that going for me. You're right. Okay. So anyway, sorry, I got to get back to the new listeners. Excuse me. I'll be with all of you in a moment. Uh, sorry, these, these, uh, these lovely employees of this uh, facility. So all, just you're all full of questions. I love it. So if you're a new listener, I'm glad you're here. Give the show a few tries. You do deserve a good night's sleep. I'd like you to get one, whether it's through this show or if this doesn't work, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you for some other options. But I really appreciate you uh, coming by and checking this podcast out. And I really work hard. I yearn and I strive, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, Thanks. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our ongoing episodically modular series uh, nuns uh, no not nuns in space oh boy where i guess i'm in space here 
there's an unknowns here. It's a, it's for our ongoing episodically modular series. I guess there was a pathway in my brain I didn't even realize was there. I just discovered a new pathway. Uh, this is our ongoing episodically modular, which means you can listen to it in any order series. The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And I'm going to give you new, or you say, Scoots, I never listened to one of these episodes before. Don't worry, settle in. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, if that sounds good. So uh, here, let's see. What, what, do I, what do you need to know? Okay, so it's a story. Uh, it, it's in, in a world without math. I think that's what Antonio Banderas will say later. So there's a world like ours, or was actually this, they live in our world, alternate timeline, I guess, if you're being specific. And right around some point, not that far from now, I think at first it started with people kind of like lowering the priority on math. They stopped believing in math. Uh, but then right aligned with that came this goddess, uh, Discordia. And her major belief system is she's all about anti-math, or she's not all about math. She's all about getting rid of math uh, uh, on Earth. Uh, particularly, this takes place in the kind of Midwest of the United States, or what was United States. Also, so she she was successful, like Thanos, uh, but she did, she just got rid of math. I don't know if she snapped or whistled, but all of a sudden, well, not a hundred percent actually. She was able to significantly reduce the effectiveness of math and math-based principles, things relying on underlying mathematics. Uh, and not a hundred percent, not all math is gone. So don't worry, you know, hold, you know, hold on to your calculator. So, cause there's more to come. Uh, but so some places where she was most effective, your calculator wouldn't work. You might not even able be able to conceptualize, uh, Simple math principles. Other places might have a little bit more math. Uh, but then she came. Have we seen? I don't think we've seen her, but I believe she's here uh, or there working to eliminate all math and all math principles. Uh, which, you know, you're even thinking it now. That's total chaos. I can't imagine a world without my sweet, sweet mathematics. Uh, uh, I'd have al al algebra, you know, where, where, What's life without a cosine and a sine? You know, talk about there would be no more poetry because what would poets write about, right? I mean, other than math, what else is there? Passion. I mean, you know, what's passion? I mean, I guess I don't want to go too deep because I was thinking, like, you know, would you feel it? Would uh, whatever that band was, would they feel like making love uh, if there wasn't any math? I don't think they would. So, there's a world without math. Picture the Middle Ages, and, and uh, I mean, they even had math then, probably. Uh, you know, I'm not a historian, but something like that. So, the United States has been set back that far, and I think around the world, but you can't travel by plane, so you don't know. No internet, no telegraph, none of that stuff. Uh, so, a world without math is a pretty simple world. But then you say, well, what's the social social structure like, Scoots? And I say, well, that's part of our story. Uh, the United States is not one United States anymore. Like some places are behind a barrier, controlled uh, by you know some sort of uh, uh, I don't know some system. I don't know if it's autocratic, but it's definitely not democratic. I'll tell you that much. I mean, how would you have a system of representation, right, without math? Uh, you just have someone that says, I'm in charge of everything, period, maybe. So, but other parts of the U.S. are more like city-states or just people, like, uh, living. We've seen both. But don't worry, you'd say, this sounds bleak, Scoots. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we, especially you kids, you're saying, whoa, boy. I don't know how I'm going to go to, there's no more mass at school tomorrow, huh? Yeah, uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, Scooch, you got you to pull things back. This is just too bleak for us. Uh, you mean no more math tests even, and home, no more math homework either. And tell your parents there's, no t there's taxation 
I think, but it's probably, you know, presented in a different manner and much less complicated. So that's good news. Uh, but anyway, so in this world, there's a force of good for you know, if, if you happen to believe that a lot of good does depend on math, which is, uh, I'm not being sarcastic, uh, look it up. I don't think you, I don't even think you could have ice cream. Oh, someone just said that you could, you probably, okay, well, uh, but I don't think you'd have the, the sweet, sweet, uh, flavors they come up with in labs without math, correct? So a goddess came, you know, just like there's uh, one side, there's another side, Sashat, uh, the goddess who believes in math, and she has found two heroic figures, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, who, believe it or not, were once were tra- are traveling performers uh, that used to do a math parody show or, uh, you know, anti-math drama. And so, but she chose us to, to restore the principles of math, uh, to the world, uh, go against the forces of discordia. That's, so that's our story basically is each episode's a procedural with Dr. Triangle and Isosceles trying to solve something. Uh, in the current episode, they're, uh, behind the barrier that separates the federated states, I think they're called. Uh, from the rest of the U- United States or the Midwest. I think the Federated States are more east. Uh, and they erected some big barrier. Uh, you know how that goes. I don't got to tell you about that. And, but they, they were went behind the barrier, and now they're hiding out. They had tried to resolve one principle of math, and, uh, you know, discordious forces are on the lookout. Uh, so that's it. Let me give you the short version in case you're confused. World without math, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are trying to restore the principles of math, uh, one princ- one or two principles at a time. So you'll be able to sleep easy knowing that math will be there tomorrow for you. And we also, in addition to a long-winded recap, we also have a Hollywood performer here to uh, do a, a setup for the show. Uh, As so you... So, so ladies, this is a gentleman, this is a boys, this is a girls, this is a friends beyond the binary it's time. In a world without math, the two heroes rise with charm bracelets and charm. They, alone or together with people, can restore math to our world. This is the adventures of Dr. Triangle and I, Sosceles. Yeah. That was amazing. That's uh, Mr. Anto- Antonio Banderas. I'm just silently applauding. He's leaving the studio. He's going to go lie on my bed. Uh, and we have a new game to play that I haven't o- even opened yet, a two-player version. of It's a New York City edition of uh, train-making with cards or something. I forgot what it's called. It tickets to train two player edition or something. So we'll be playing that. He's smiling and he puts he put he puts on his hairnet and now I have little booties to, even though your shoes, your feet don't go out, touch my bed. I still like you to have those booties on that. I got a, at a furniture store. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. So, that's Antonio, Antonio Banderas, and this is uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Ada the Mule, uh, though you would not recognize me, recognize me right now because I'm undercover as a pony, and uh, I, I, we do did try to make me we put some rainbow paints in some of my mane or whatever this thing's called uh, to make me look more like a pony. Or at least, uh, and then Isosceles keeps calling me my little pony, keeps saying that and patting me. So that's not exactly great, uh, but I wanted to catch up on where, where we are with things. We've been uh, laying low and biding our time and uh, pretending, you know, make, making me into a pony. Because I got to go back to the stables. I can't stay with them the whole time. And waiting 
to know because so basically Discordia has been looking for Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, turning over everything, trying to find them. And they really stirred up uh, trouble, I guess. Uh, and up until a little while ago, we were lying low and the plans to say, okay, well, we'll know when it's time to, to go. Should we go back? What does the shot want? It wasn't clear. Even though we're hiding out uh, in uh, one of uh, Sashat's uh, temples that, uh, like, uh, anyway, we, we didn't know when we were going to go or where we were going to go until we just got word. Uh, well, like, they're talking about it. They just got the word. Uh, I guess Dr. Triangle's just about to tell Isosceles. Okay, so, yeah, you're sitting down. Uh, the... Uh, so the this is is this accurate information? The acolytes uh, said that uh, uh, some of Discordia's uh, or the official, you know, your you have a sister and she's uh, she's been ta- they wanted to they've they've uh, taken her to one of Discordia's temples uh, for 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 safe you know as a safe place for her with a lot of questions. Do you have a sister? Oh, which, which sister? Do you know which uh, sister it is? Wait, you have more than one sister? I didn't even know you had one sister. Okay, where 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 is she? Uh, it's like a couple towns away. Okay, well, they're just trying to draw us out of, uh, of hiding. It's just a move. It's probably just a rumor. I can't imagine... Uh, they didn't say, do you know uh, which sister it is? Is it uh, Tanya? It is, that's who, that, you're right. That's the name. I, so what's your other sister? Don't worry about my other sister. Well, are we going to help her or what are we going to do? Uh, I don't think we can. I mean, I think it's just, a, I don't think Tanya would allow herself to be uh, taken in for self. So she's, she's a very independent uh, sister. And, uh, I think we just uh, wait, uh, they're just trying to get us to there so they can, it's, it's, it's a move. It's uh, blatantly obvious. Oh, wait, the accolade. Okay. Uh, so, oh, they've also offered a reward for any hidden, uh, stashes of food and, uh, secure locations. See, what did I tell you, Triangle? They're trying to, uh, flush us out is the term. Oh, wait a second. How serious? One second, uh, Isosceles. How serious is this? Wow, that's a big reward. So they're trying, and that's active right now. Okay, that's not good because uh, that re- those people are going to be looking for the um, my hideouts now too. Uh, so what are we going to do if they're trying to draw us out? Uh, but we have to. It's your sister, one. And I can tell by your eyes that you're just saying that, uh, uh, we can, uh, let's, we, we should just keep going with our escape plan to get on the other side of the wall. I think we should just stick to that and then go back to not being here in the Federated, trying to restore math, uh, outside of the Federated States, not here. I don't know. I think it's a shot has us where, I mean, I mean, I realize that I'm supposed to be the logical one. Uh, that was a joke. Well, uh, I don't know. But, uh, I realize that I'm so, but I think Sashat wants us here. Or, wait a second, there's those acolytes there. They're like trying to listen in on us. Wait a second. Like, how do the acolytes travel between towns? They just do it as regular people because they're not, they're like uh, underground. So that's why they wear those robes and hoods and everything. They don't know what one another look like. Uh, so when they're out there in the world traveling, they're just regular people. All like anonymous. Because I was thinking we could we could go, if we have to do this, we could do it as uh, followers of, uh, maybe we could discord, we could do, because we couldn't do it as anonymous, obviously. Uh, what about followers of Discordia? Like we could, because hiding out in the open is a great idea. That's the best place to hide.
Yeah, we wouldn't be able to get in. By the time we got in to be a follower of a Discordia, we'd get figured out. It would take too long. They don't just take anybody there. Okay, well, we need some kind of distraction uh, so we could get there. What do you think? I don't know. I just think, uh, wait a second. Just, could you stand up a little bit taller? Hey, this is as, this is as tall as I stand. Uh, well, pull pull your shoulders back just a little bit. Uh, I always thought you were, uh, huh? I, 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 I was seeing something in your triangle. Uh, what is it? Well, I've never thought of you as uh, charismatic, uh, but that could be going with what we're saying. Uh, no one would be looking for you. Is a charismatic leader. What, I don't know. How do you know that? Uh, well, you're always kind of like the foil sometimes or the voice of reason. Uh, but what if you were, uh, what if you became like a super fan of Discord? Instead of we join, there's uh, the members of Discordia's organized, you know, organized Discordians. But what if what if you became like a super fan of Discordia and I was a follower of yours uh, or Discordian principles? Uh, you're losing me. You'd be charismatic. You could be a charismatic leader of uh, anti like anti math uh, your own anti math group. Wait a second, like a, 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 an underground. Anti-mask group, uh, yeah, really hard, you know, into it, uh, really anti-mask. I'm saying, I got, I, 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 that is a great. That's so simple, but I, I think I see your brilliant, or maybe it was unintentional, but so extreme anti-mask. Uh, yeah, people would buy into that. Then we'd have even more cover because it's a simplistic, uh, and. Uh, yeah, we could, this could be what Discord, I mean, this could be what Shashat wants. Uh, because a lot of these movements is you try to, like if math was on a spectrum and you wanted to push things all the way, you know, against math, uh, a lot of times it's not a spectrum, it's a circle. And then you start to push around the other side. So we could actually bring people back to math, I think. I don't understand what you're talking about. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's like a mirror, but if you, like people w w could start to dislike math so much and in such an intense way uh, that they that somehow they start to absorb uh, math qualities. Back in the when there before the fall and everything, when there was just the two sisters, the two two like there was usually not just the two parties, but there was like a, two major identifiers, right? And sometimes people would go all the way to the far side and then go back around where they were reflecting the other far side. Okay, it, basically, you would be a charismatic anti-math leader is what I'm saying. This other stuff, you've kind of lost me, and it would create a distraction. Maybe that's what you're trying to say. I mean, the only issue is that a leader usually is able to communicate things in basic terms, which you're failing to do. Yeah, but if I'm so far uh, into Discordia, I could just be Discordian. Like, uh, my, my thoughts could be just totally chaotic. Okay, I I think that so then we just uh, we basically be fan, super fans, so much a fan of Discordia that we've moved past Discordia in our distaste for math. Yeah, and that this could actually even if then what I just said before didn't make any sense, uh, it could really work for uh, making people decide how they really feel about math when they look at the look at our like I could come up with some pretty strong and I'll try to keep it simple or maybe I won't be I think I could keep it simple I even have another layer of ideas but what if we 
if in seeing our distaste of math, it might help people realize, like, those two are gross. Like, uh, I just realized I actually like math. There, there's some good things about math. Okay. Like, yeah, it, it also would just create chaos uh, because it would be a group that uh, Federated States and Discordia's uh, uh, followers don't have control over. And if it was simple... Uh, it could be like a meme almost, right? Like we, we'd be battling chaos with chaos, uh, creating, because it couldn't be all, or are we playing right into Discordian hands? Well, I'd ask you, is there a math principle in there we could make available to us? Uh, you're, you're the doc, you're the person that plays Dr. Triangle. Wait a second, there is, it's a uh, conjecture. What? What? Like conditional statements. What do you mean? Conjecture. Are you objecting to what I'm saying? Is that what conjecture? No, like if then. Uh, okay, what, uh, that doesn't sound like math at all. Like what if I understood what you were talking about? Uh, okay, I know you're stressed about Like, listen, it's okay to be stressed about your sister. Okay, we're going to get there. What I'm saying is uh, we could restore the principle of uh, conditional statements like conjecture. Uh, maybe what if-then statements. If we restore the principles of conjecture, then we can create more chaos. Is, is, that, is that necessarily conditional on one another? I think so because if it's check your charms to see if it's if it's missing. Do you have any new charms? I have something that looks like a a, a podium. I have a new charm here. Someone holding up their finger, making a point. Uh, okay, hold the charms. Uh, I can't believe these charms are so magic. Okay, hold your charms. Oh, Shasha, we call to you. We are here humbly serving you, doing the best we can, and we call on you to restore the principles of conjecture and conditional statements uh, for love of math and math principles so, so that we might better serve you to shots. Okay, nothing's happening. That's probably nothing happening yet. Yeah, there's no uh, big boss, so that means that uh, I can't believe those. Maybe that's why these people seem so happy. Are you saying? Well, no, I just I was uh, kind of joking. Okay, so how do we t test it out? Okay, if the sky is blue, it must be daytime. Okay, nothing happened. Let me look outside. Uh, Quick question though: it Does this mean we have to tell the truth all the time? Like in those movies, those you know, wasn't there like ten movies where the main character had to tell the truth all the time? Is that the case? No, no, no. That's the good thing about conjecture; it doesn't have to be true. Uh, well, then why would we want to restore it? Okay, j just trust me. This is the perfect thing for even though I'm not charismatic to be a charismatic leader. This fits right in. All right. So okay. So how? So basically, we'll just uh, we'll we'll redo. We got the pony now. It is the pony, and then we'll redo the wagon into your, and we'll tour around uh, spewing anti-math principles uh, in a conj whatever conditionally stated or whatever. However, that is, uh, you said. Yeah. There's only one more thing. Like I was thinking about, uh, like all the moments in history. Uh, that uh, I'd, I'd like this to be peace, even though this is like extreme. I'd like it to be peaceful. Well, when was in a time anybody will be? In the end, it'll be for for good. So if we can make it peaceful and uh, like use pillowy soft power instead of uh, like so that even though we're using this to create chaos, it's a soft chaos. Uh, Never heard the term soft chaos uh, before. Or, you know, I've, I've heard of people using soft power to help uh, direct service and uh, enact, you know, empower people and uh, 
and, uh, you know, uh, stand up for people's rights and uh, used for equality and uplifting. I haven't heard of it to, to, to hide us, uh, to anyone using, so, like, uh, like you're talking about uh, the, 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 great, the great ones. Yeah, Mandela, Gandhi, uh, yeah, 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 right. Uh, Chavez, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, MLK. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it, like, uh, so we're not exactly in the end. We're indirectly, but, but we will use it. I want to follow their example, even though we're using it. To, to, we're going to be using it to deceive people initially. I just want to use passive soft power. Uh, okay. Well, do you have any ideas of uh, of how to, do, how to how to do that? I do. I do. Let me think about it. Uh, let's let's uh, get start getting ready. Uh, hey everyone, Ada here. So uh, we we got I got dressed up even more like a pony with ribbons in in my tail and hair. And even painted a, a shade of powdery white, which. Uh, Made me sneeze more, and we headed off uh, and uh, to to street corners and town squares, uh, just like they were performing. But uh, because they were out in the open, I mean, a couple you know cosmetic changes to Doctor Triangle and I saw, so at least to make them look a little bit different. Uh, uh, but uh, Doctor Triangle started to make these. I guess you call it preaching. Uh, in some anti-mask preaching and would make the started to use if and then uh, to talk about all the downsides of math and uh, what the slippery slope, a bit like the plot of the music man, but I don't really remember the plot. Like not necessarily that I remember the plot of the music man and how important it was to keep the principles of math away from the children and so he would talk the, the, all these if 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 then speeches, which we'll get to. I think uh, we'll cover some of them. But they also said, "Well, what do you do when you encounter math?" Because as uh, these speeches were very anti-math, the presentations were very uh, to stir people up against math. But then Doctor Triangle tried to bring it down, and he uh, so. so and then Dr. Triangle tried to bring it down. So Dr. Triangle started to teach this method, uh, which is both fun and silly and soft, uh, meaning Dr. Triangle's goal uh, to, to, to bring attention to math, to stop the usage of math in your presence, uh, to... Uh, it was a very, very effective tool, and quickly, and people caught on to it because not only was it fun and relaxing, it was thrilling and soft at the same time. And so it almost just started to drain the power. It was very, it made people want to follow the movements, even when people were like, I'm not exactly sure about all this if-then speeching stuff, uh, but it was something anyone could apply anywhere at almost any time. Uh, and all it was was uh, it was called the Kerr method. Uh, I guess that uh, Dr. Triangle had observed uh, this other preacher uh, when Dr. Triangle was uh, in university named the, the Great Kerr. That's K-E-R-R, not C-U-R. And what he would do is just lie down. In, in 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 the presence of uh, resistance, it was a form of resisting and calling attention to things. And so, Doctor Triangle taught the Kerr method, which was simply: if you see someone using math, or you're outside of an institution where you believe math is being used, even though Discordia claims it to us to be an anti-math society, all you do is lay completely down. On your back, normally it's, it's how it's, uh, uh, so you can look up with your eyes and make eye contact. And also, and you say, no, thank you. And anytime, especially an authority figure or the person using the math that you've seen uh, 
you lay down and they say, no, thank you. And you could say what they're doing. And no, thank you. You know, you're, you're using addition or subtraction. No, thank you. Or if they say, Hey, you got to get up where this is a, you know, an official discordian event. Uh, you say, no, thank you. Uh, I don't want any part of, uh, your usage of math. And this is going on because one, it's hard to argue with, uh, it's also you, you just like when someone's lying perfectly flat and, and politely saying no, thank you. It's very hard to deal with. Uh, it's very dis, 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 disarming and contagious. Other people, that's the other thing. If you as uh, if you see someone lying down, you lie down and say no, thank you. So it's a symbol to other people that started following Doctor Triangle. Uh, who was not going by Dr. Triangle, uh, by the way. He, he was going by Dr. Conjecture. Oh, no. Uh, Dr. Triangle was going by Dr. Conjecture. But so when people would lie down, it, it caught on. It was almost, it wasn't viral in the sense uh, that it would, but, but it was easy to say, oh, I, I also don't want math being used here or being taught. So, so people started doing it more and more. And not only is it just, if you're on the other side of it, it could be a little bit uh, frustrating and chaotic because uh, you say, can you get off my floor? This is my store. You know, I got other customers. You say, no, thank you. I'm, I'll stay here. And you say, well, how long? Well, I'll stay here till you're finished using math. Uh, or you, you promise to stop using math. And then I'll come back. You know, if they promise, they say, well, I'll be back tomorrow to see if you're using math again. And I'll lie down. So it was a persistent use of this uh, at all times that really started to catch on because what are you going to do? They're lying calmly on the ground. Uh, uh, it can be outrageous to, 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 to try to move them. And reasoning with them is tough, especially when they're not. It's a very all-or-nothing thing. Saying, no, thank you. When you stop using math, I'll get up and go. So it really started to work. It really started to catch on. And uh, then Dr. Dr. Conjecture started making more and more speeches uh, and really pushing it, uh, hoping to push people to mass reasonableness. But people also really felt, uh, I think there was this underlying feeling of disempowerment in this uh, and so suddenly they had this sense of personal power. Now, it was misdirected in an extreme anti-math way, uh, but they ca- caught on lying down and saying no to math. Now, what I know that uh, Dr. Triangle didn't know, doesn't know, is that uh, it also stirred some lower-level subconscious appreciation of math, uh, seeing how it is ubiquitous even in a, a anti-math society. And so it was. Uh, it wasn't. It was terribly ineffective at uh, other other than causing chaos and getting on everybody's nerves and getting more and more followers for Doctor Conjecture. Uh, it wasn't immediately effective, uh, but I just wanted to let you know that it was. You know, people are reasonable. They just uh, take some time to incubate. Uh, it was so. Doctor Doctor Conjecture started to even. I mean, the if-then model was very effective because it couldn't be proven wrong or argued with. So Dr. Conjecture would say, if there's rungs on a ladder, then it must be math. Uh, uh, if there's square in the, st- in the, in the stones uh, or the masons, uh, then it must be math. Uh, and then it got to the point where it, they, you would just say if, and then the then would be them lying down. So they wouldn't even they wouldn't even need to explain that uh, if the sky is blue, and then then it must be math was not even said. People would just lie down, and they say, "No, thank you. I'll get up when the sky is not blue anymore." Now that would they're doing it more uh, to 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 control their people, and it was really like this all or nothing thing. But at the time, at least in, in this few, few months that we're talking about. Uh, it was uh, uh, temporarily fulfilling because you got a thrill from lying down. It was comfortable. You got to get people to change. 
And this whole idea of like uh, inductive reasoning and d- disproving conjectures, uh, uh, that also goes along with these principles of math. Uh, it's, it, it does need some subtlety, uh, but when it's looked at in a basic way like this, uh, it does tend to trigger this all or nothing response. Uh, because if, uh, you could also just say, well, it's not, it was, it's just not a, there's not a lot of nuance. Uh, and that was the, what, what Dr. Conjecture was going for. Uh, but at some point they did start to, to, to get nervous because they were starting to get the attention of Discordia. This had caught on over a few months, uh, as they were working their way towards the city, uh, where Isosceles' sister was, uh, there started to be this uh, rumor that uh, the Scordians were going to ban if then, and that that was a math term. And they had had to t- take their uh, rewards to find. Now, most math books obviously were gone, and you know, math purge. Uh, but the Discordians, to turn the attention away from uh, looking for Dr. Triangle's uh, hidden stashes uh, to looking for math books that had the principles of conjecture in them. I don't know why. They, maybe they had some stored somewhere. I don't know. But they were, So let me get to their conversation. They're having one right now. I, I just don't think this is, this is gone. It's gone too well. We've lost. There's too many people following us now. And I don't think this is what Sashat would have wanted. We've kind of, uh, in a few short months, uh, we may have damaged math worse than the past 30 years uh, did it with uh, a goddess. Uh, the power of if-then conditional statements that aren't true. And so I didn't realize that uh, if you combine the lies and soft power, uh with the damage you could do. Okay, okay. I think it's just temporary. I think you're giving yourself too much credits. Well, I mean, if they ban, if then, like, like I think we just created too much chaos. Okay, okay. I've been observing things, and I think you're right in your initial assessment. Uh, but I think we have to lean into our jobs. Why would, like you said when we started, uh, why would Sashad have put us in this situation uh, and restored these principles uh, unless uh, it wouldn't have worked unless it was supposed to work, right? Like the tools we need to accomplish this mission are here. Well, I mean, I guess in some sense this is impeding Discordius. Uh, well, wait a second, who is... Uh, is there anyone to speak for this uh, the reasonable side of things? That's what I don't see. Right. Uh, I mean, because it's an all-or-nothing thing, and I've been thinking about this, and we, uh, I, I have a plan, too, uh, with my sister, because I don't need to see my sister. Like I said, Tanya's uh, her own person. She's very uh, strong. And at first I didn't want to see her, but now I have an idea. Uh, and I think we, we, it'll take care of everything. And w- what's that idea? Like, what, 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 how are we going to help your sister and help undo this kind of mess we made? At least to release some of the tension, right? I just don't want I want to keep the power soft. I know what you're saying. I know exactly how to fix. I, I know exactly how to fix it. So don't worry. So we'll tell my sister we're gonna go there. My sister will recognize me, but won't say anything. I will act like I'm your your silent, you know, your assistant as I've been acting while you make your if-then speeches. And we'll just tell them we want like uh, we just want to go in and talk to the uh, people you have here for safekeeping and uh, make a presentation about, uh, you know, why Discordia is great. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll soften the messaging. You know, it's going to take us two weeks to get there. Uh, but once my sister sees me and realizes that I stand 
uh, for anti-mass, uh, even further anti-mass than uh, Discordia. And she sees me wearing this shirt that says, if then lie down, you know, and then the, you know, the shirts we made with the person lying down, uh, like, uh, if then lie down, then once she sees that she'll be against all of it, uh, like, uh, conjecture, she's contra she's contrarian and, uh, very intelligent. So either she'll just react uh, and she'll say, oh, that's my brother, I believe, uh, trying to convert me to some ridiculous thing. Must like uh, either she'll realize the brilliance in our plan or she'll just be against it anyway. Either way. Also, she's very charismatic. Uh, so you're saying, OK, I think I understand what you're saying. If we present this to your sister then she'll figure it out for us, <laughs> more or less. Hey, it's Ada here. So that's uh, what happened is they traveled eventually to their town. They tried to get themselves a little bit more aligned, aligned with Discordia, even though obviously the Discordian officials, especially those that used math on the DL when they needed to, or that said ladder and math don't have anything to do with one another, or we, you know, you're now you're using a technicality, and it's not exactly math. Uh, physics is more science, you know, those kind of things. Uh, they should just be. Re they tried to kind of take their tone a little bit more reasonable, but their followers were still kind of uh, already having this moment of uh, what did we get ourselves into? But I do like lying down uh, and saying no, thank you. And so they reached uh, the place of safekeeping where, uh, and for the privacy of uh, uh, Isosceles' sister, we, well, I'll just retell it to you. Uh, but they went there and uh, they got the permission to make, you know, to tell, they say, oh, this is why Discordia is great. Maybe you're here for safekeeping because you don't believe in Discordia. And to be grateful for the chaos and all those things and to serve Discordia and the masses, you know, that we do need to work together to remove all mass principles from our world. Uh, that uh, At this point, Dr. Conjecture had said, well, this is the uh, sensibility side and we're the emotional side. Uh, we're the, the, the more uh, impulsive side of Discordia. And uh, so when you see these things, you know, you need to lie down and you say, no, thank you. And, yeah, we got a reputation for being a little bit too on the uh, far edges of uh, chaos and anti-math. Uh, but we're trying to bring it back down. And Tanya quickly realized uh, that uh, uh, saw the folly in all of it but also saw the opportunity and uh, also saw it in the eyes of the people that said, well, there's part of this. I like being a part of something and I like the feeling of power, but I kind of know that I need math. Uh, somewhere in my heart of hearts, uh, I know I need some math. Uh, and so she quickly, uh, from within the, the uh, uh, things started to build her own much quieter, even softer, softer power. Yeah, a thing where they would not only they would not only just lie down. Sometimes, like her followers, when they would see people using absurdist logic or conjecture without honesty, without truth behind it, uh, they would do something where they would lean down. They would sit down and then lean back and pretend they were petting a cat or a small puppy or something. And they would say, is that really true? Uh, uh, and so this started this thing. And this one quickly it felt good. One feels good. It didn't feel good to lie down. It feels even better to lie down and imaginarily uh, pet an animal. Uh, two things falling on the side of the truth, uh, especially when you come from a place where you're like, oh, I wasn't seeing things. Uh, I was wrong, and now I see this a little bit. It really caught on very fast. 
And also everybody said it in this sly way, and you wouldn't stay until you got on their nerves. You just say, stay in a sly way, pet to pet, and then get up and go like you were planting a seed. Uh, but, uh, uh, obviously, and this was all happening, you know, I'm just giving you a little bit of an accelerated timeline. Uh, but eventually, Tanya and uh, her followers, uh, as they quickly, quickly grew, wanted to connect with all of uh, the majority of Sashat's followers were on the other side of the barrier. Uh, but she also wanted to, so then she had her followers, uh, it's Dr. Triangle and I sense you're trying to like kind of slink out of the area and get by beyond the barrier on the DL. She had her followers uh, say, Hey, why don't you come with us uh, to uh, like it without their, you know what I mean? She had them take uh, her followers, uh, borrow Dr. Triangle, Isosceles, and myself, uh, Ada, in our wagon, and uh, she's placed us uh, with, in an undisclosed location outside of the barrier uh, uh, for safekeeping. And that's where. I'm resting tonight. I got plenty of hay. I don't have to be a pony anymore. I'm just eight of the mule. And so everybody's resting now, and I'm going to rest too. Good night.